Hello, this is Minister Glenn Burrell of Seed of Faith Clinic Podcast, where the Word of God is able to save your soul. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a word of edification from the Word of God. Well, today I want to talk about nine characteristics to establishing your faith in the kingdom of God. But before we go any further with today's subject, I want to reiterate what we talked about in our last podcast. And in our last podcast, we talked about how to become a citizen in the kingdom of God. And we talked about that you must be born again in order to enter the kingdom of God. And we talked about your behavior and how you should act and carry yourself in the kingdom of God. But today I want to talk about nine characteristics to establish in your faith in the kingdom of God. And in, Mark, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Well, I like to read it like this sometime. Uh, now the word of God is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Well, let's give a prime example of what we're talking about when we're talking about substance. And when we're talking about faith being the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Well, I want to use an example uh, let's say baking a cake. Well, the thing that we're desiring is the cake. But within that cake, there are substances that produces the cake. Well, it takes flour, it takes sugar, it takes uh, milk, it takes butter, and so forth. But those are the substances that are in the cake that produces the cake. So when you believe in God for things, faith, or we can say the word of God is the substance of the things that you are hoping for. It's the word of God that produces the things that you are desiring or the things that you hope for. And the end result, as example of the cake, the cake is the evidence of the things not seen. Because once you get the cake, you can't see the substances on the inside of the cake. But we know that it was the substance of the cake that produced the cake. Amen. So it said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So we understand that in the kingdom of God, your faith has to function at a level that will produce the things that you're desiring. Amen. So Hebrews 11.33 says, Who through faith faith subdued or overcome kingdoms, wrought righteousness and obtained promises and stopped the mouths of lions. So we see that it's your faith. Uh, that was subdued the circumstances and the situations that that comes about in your life. You can't operate in the kingdom of God without faith because faith 
is one of the main characteristics of the kingdom of God as far as receiving from God. Amen. And I want you to understand as well that your faith is measured by the amount of God's word that you have on the inside of you. Well, let, let me use this for an example. Say a pastor, for instance. That pastor may be fluent in teaching his congregation on the new birth. He may be fluent in teaching his congregation that Jesus died and was buried and rose again. Amen. But when it come down to healing, he'll turn right around and say to the congregation, healing went out with the apostles. Which that is absurd to say to somebody because healing wasn't originated from the apostles. Healing originated from God. Amen. So, so, so your faith is measured by the amount of God's word that you have in you. And the reason I said because the pastor, he's, he's well knowledge in being born again. He's well knowledge in the fact that Jesus died and was buried and rose from the grave. But his lack of knowledge on healing. It causes a hindrance to his congregation because they're stuck at that point because they're not given any more knowledge in order how to function in the kingdom of God according to their faith. And I'd like to make another statement. Don't pray to God for something that you don't have faith for because you won't receive it. Amen. I say don't pray for things that you don't have faith for because you won't receive from God without faith. Amen. So your knowledge base has to be up to a level of maturity along with your faith. Whatever maturity level your faith is, that's the, that's the only level that your knowledge would be at at that time. Amen. But the more words you get on the inside of you, the more it will mature your faith along with the knowledge that you're receiving from the word of God. So it takes knowledge of the word of God to mature your faith. It takes the word of God in order for your faith to mature to a level that it should be. And you know, a lot of times I think uh, a mistake is being made is, is when leaders are, uh, are teaching on faith, but they're trying to teach their congregation on the level of faith that they're at when everybody in that conversation is not, in that con congregation is not at that level. So therefore, there are times you have to go back and teach the ABCs of faith. You have to teach how faith comes. Uh, you have to teach uh, how to act upon your faith. Amen. So there are things we need to know uh, that are important to functioning in the kingdom of God. 
And that's why I want to share the nine characteristics to establish in your faith in the kingdom of God. Amen. And again, I say your faith is measured by the amount of God's word that you have on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look at the nine characteristics of us to establish in your faith in the kingdom of God. Well, number one, you have to hear the word of God. In Romans 10, 17, it says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing the word of God. So number one, you have to hear the word of God. In hearing the word of God, it causes faith to come. Because faith is on the inside of the word. The word of God produces faith. Number two, you have to perceive or you have to understand the word of God when you hear it. And, 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 and let's go back to, to help you to understand that faith cometh by hearing. And hearing is an ongoing thing. You have to hear and hear and hear and hear. You keep hearing the word of God that will mature your faith. Amen. So number two is that you have to perceive. You have to understand the word of God. And Proverbs 1, 2 says, To know wisdom and instruction. To perceive the words of understanding. So you have to gain understanding of what you're hearing. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look at number three. Number three, you have to believe the word of God. Once you hear the word, when you perceive and understand the word, you have to believe the word of God. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. So understand that the fact that until you believe that you receive it, you won't ever have it. So you have to believe in order to have it. Amen. Because it says, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray. So when do you believe that you have it? You believe you have it the very moment you pray. And so after you believe it, then you shall have it. Amen. Hallelujah. And some of us, we try to have it even though we don't believe it. And if you don't believe it, you'll never have it. Amen. So now that we heard the word, we perceived the word with understanding, and now we believe the word. So number four, we have to speak the word of God. Or I can say we have to act on the word of God. Mark eleven twenty three said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So I believe a problem with a lot of believers today is that we're not believing what we're saying. 
You're not believing your own words. <clears throat> Let's known believing what God has said. Amen. But we have to believe what God has said. And then we have to believe also <clears throat> what we are saying. Because you said, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. You have to believe. I say you have to believe what you say. You believe that those things which he saith, that he is talking about you. Which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So I, I say take this verse, Mark eleven twenty three. Put it in your heart and quote it out your mouth. But where it says that whosoever put your name now. Amen. That Peter shall say unto this mountain. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in Peter's heart. But shall believe that those things which Peter saith shall come to pass. He shall have Peter shall have whatsoever he said. So therefore your confidence have to be in your words as well as in God's word. Amen. Because if you don't have confidence in what you say, then you won't have what you are believing for from God. You only have whatever you say, whether it's doubt, unbelief, or something opposite of the word of God. Whatever you say out of your mouth, you still going to have that. So I advise you to have confidence in the word of God when you speak the word of God that you have whatsoever you say. Amen. Let's look at Matthew seventeen twenty, And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, <clears throat> if you have faith as a, as, as a grain of mustard seed, see, your faith has to operate in the same manner of a seed. You have to plant that seed. You have to put that seed in good ground. You have to water that seed. And as that seed is in the ground, that, that seed will uh, die uh, before it starts producing. And once that seed died, then it'll start germinating. And then it'll start producing. You'll see roots begin to grow out under the ground, which we can't see it happening, but it happens. Amen. And then once the roots establish themselves in the ground, then it'll start producing upward, producing the plant that's inside the seed. But I want you to know that seeds are in seeds. And, and, and what I'm saying is seeds produces seeds. Amen. I say amen. So he said, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. 
I say because of your unbelief is a lot of reason why you're not receiving from God. You say you're in faith, but really you're doubting in your heart. So he said, Verily I say unto you, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed. See, your faith don't have to be big. You just have to operate in your faith like a farmer would with a seed. But when it comes to the word of God, this is what he said. He said, you shall say unto the mountain. You shall say unto the mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. But see, the thing is, a lot of times, we as believers will not plan our faith. Because we're not saying the word of God. We're saying everything but the word of God. We're putting seeds in bad ground. We're speaking what, what we see other people experience from their faith and fail. Amen. Or we just don't believe the word of God. Because you can't see things happening. You Because... You, 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 because you, you, it doesn't come fast enough and you start out in faith, but, but you get turned around because you ain't seeing nothing happening and you get turned around because it's not coming fast enough for you and, and, and you lose confidence in God's word and lose confidence in the fact that God is producing what you are believing for. Because when you plant a seed in the natural realm, in the ground, that seed doesn't come up overnight. That seed has to go through a process in order to produce what's being desired. Your faith has to go through a process in God's word to produce the thing that you desire. But God said nothing is, is impossible unto us when we what? Believe or when we plant our faith like a farmer would plant his seed. Amen. So now we we acting on the word of God. We acting on the word by speaking the word of God. As Mark eleven twenty three said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say. So you got to say something. You got to say to your mountain. You got to speak to your mountain. You got to speak to your circumstances. That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So I'm saying to you today, plant your seed. Water your seed by speaking the word of God out of your mouth, by speaking and calling that thing which you desire into existence. And over in Romans said, call those things which be not as though they were. But I think what we're doing, we're calling what we already have instead of calling what we desire to have. Because we look at the circumstances and we go to speak in the circumstances instead of speaking our faith in the word of God. Amen. So number five, we have to meditate on the word of God. In Joshua 1.8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. 
but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. In other words, what he's saying, the word of God should consistently and constantly be in your thought life. You should always be thinking on the word of God. Because the word of God will cover any area in your life that you're having problems with or that you want to enjoy. The word of God will cover that. The word of God will produce the results that you need to enjoy the God kind of life. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Think about the word day and night. Think about the word day and night. Think about the word day and night. That, they, that, that you may observe to do. See, you have to be a doer of the word of God. You, you just can't meditate and think about the word, but you have to do the word as well. In other words, you have to be obedient to what God has told us in his word. That thou, thou mayest observe. You got to observe to do according to all that is written therein. Amen. According to all that is written. The word of God is written. I say the word of God is written. For our, for our sake. Amen. And then. And then. Thou shalt make thy way prosperous. You want your way to be made prosperous? You got to do the word. You want your way to be prosperous? You got to speak the word. You got to speak the word. And you got to uh, uh, meditate on the word. And you got to observe to do the word according to all that is written therein. For then shall thou make thy way prosperous, and then shall thou have good success. So if you're not prospering, and if you're not having good success, then you need to go back to Joshua 1.8, which will tell you why you're not having good success and why you're not prospering. Amen. Number six, you have to receive revelation of God's word. Ephesians 1, 18 through 19. He talk about the eyes of your understanding being in light. The eyes of your understanding being in light. That's your spiritual eyes. Amen. That your spiritual eyes be enlightened. Hallelujah. Your understanding being enlightened. That ye may know what is the hope of his calling. He says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. That's your faith. The exceeding greatness of his power. See, faith is, power, is, is a power. Faith is an energy source. And God has given us that energy source to those that believe according to the working of his mighty power. His, his mighty power 
works through his word and operates through our faith in his word. Amen. His exceeding greatness of his power, his word, and our faith in his word. There's power in faith because there's power in the word of God. Amen. Number seven, you have to have an expectation of God's word. In other words, what I'm saying is you got to have an image of seeing yourself, of having what you desire. Because if you can't see it on the inside, then you won't have it on the outside. Because faith, hallelujah, faith sees before the manifestation manifestation of what you desire. Faith already sees it before it come to pass. Amen. Psalms 62 and 5 said, My soul waiteth, or my soul wait thou only upon God. For my expectations is from him. Your expectations today should be from the word of God. Because God's promises are always yea and amen. Ephesians 3.20 said, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. The Weymouth translation say, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all our hopes and dreams. That's God can do that. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly above all that you can ask or think. You can't think beyond what God can give. You can't ask beyond what God can give. According to the power, according to the faith that worketh in us. That power, according to the faith that worketh in us. So now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the faith that works in us. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's move on to number eight. Number eight, you got to rest on the word of God. Amen. Let's look at Mark 4, 35 through 40. Verse 35. And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, talking to his disciples, let us pass over until the other side. Verse 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as was the ship, was in the ship. Amen. They took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. Well, other little ships around. And you know, Jesus, he's always doing things big. You know, he in the big ship, and then he got all these other little ships around him. Amen. Amen. Even when he uh, 
uh, told his disciples, go, go bring me the donkey. And I don't want no secondhand donkey. I don't want no donkey uh, that somebody's already ridden on or somebody had already rode. I want a donkey that nobody been on before. See, he always doing things first class. And he wants you to live a first class life. But in order for you to live a first class life, you got to come through the word and attach your faith to the word in order to live that kingdom of God first class life. Or to live a first class life in the kingdom of God. Amen. See, your faith has to be established in the kingdom of God. Well, verse 37, and there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. Verse 38, and he was in it, talking about Jesus, and Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. He was sleeping on a pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Well, see, they didn't understand. Jesus was asleep during the storm because he was resting upon his faith that he had spoken before they even took off to go to the other side. When he said, let us pass, to the other side. See his faith was established then. Because. His confidence. Was in the fact that. God was going to protect him. And that he was going to go to the other side. And his confidence was in his words. That he spoke. When he said let's go to the other side. Regardless to. What distractions. Came about. Jesus said. We're going to the other side. We're going to pass to the other side. So because his faith had been established in his words and in God's uh, words, Jesus was asleep and resting on his faith. And that's what we have to do. We have to rest upon our faith when we believe, when we confess, when we've done the work that we need to do in order to receive from God, or we've done the things that we need to do to receive from God by through our faith, then we should rest and have confidence in the fact, yeah, I believe that I have it when I prayed, so now I'm resting in the fact that it's coming. I'm resting in the fact that I already have it, even though I can't see it. I'm at peace. Amen. I'm resting. On the confidence of God's word. That no weapon formed against me will prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me in judgment shall be shown to be in the wrong. Amen. He was asleep. And then they woke him up. Then you don't care that we, we perish? In verse 39, and he arose and rebuked the wind. That was a distraction. See, that was a distraction to hinder their faith 
from believing that they would make it to the other side. And that's what the enemy tries to do to believers today. When you set your faith out to receive from God, then there come distractions that will try to pull you off of your faith. Distractions that will try to turn you away from the word of God. Distractions. See, you can't be moved by distractions. You can't be moved by what you see and what you feel. You only have to be moved by the word of God. So, yeah. So even when you set out to believe God, when you set out to act upon your faith, when you set out to believe God for the things that you desire, just remember that distractions are coming. I say just remember distractions are going to come, but you have to stay focused on what's ahead of you. You can't look what's behind you. You can't look to what's on the side of you. You got to stay focused on the word of God on the fact that God has promised you that what you believe him for, you can have it. And you have what you say. So you start out in faith. Yeah, I believe God that I'm healed. And then the distraction come because you, you still got the pain now and the pain gets worse. And so you're distracted from what you believe God has said that by his stripes you are healed. But you're distracted by the pain. You're distracted by the situation of what the, or the circumstance in which the doctor has told you. Yeah, we're not putting the doctor out, but we need the doctor. But your, your, your confidence has to be first in the word of God. Are you still there? Amen. Don't shout me down now because I'm teaching real good. But your confidence have to stay focused on the word of God. Because what Jesus did, he didn't get distracted by the storm. He didn't get distracted by the wind and the rain. He didn't say out of his mouth, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. No, Jesus woke up and the first thing he did, he rebuked that wind. And he said to the sea. Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. So what you going to do when the distractions hit your faith? Are you going to start talking to distractions? Or are you going to do what Jesus did and immediately rebuke those distractions and speak peace in the midst of the situation and command that that, 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 that situation to be still. That that may bring calm in the midst of your faith. And he said unto them, verse 40, Why are you so fearful? See, fear is a distraction. See, fear is the opposite of faith. And that's, that's where the devil want to keep you at over in the realm of fear because he know if he keep you in the realm of fear with distractions, then he know you won't succeed in the word of God through your faith. And Jesus asked them the question. He said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you, you, you have no faith? Hadn't you been with me all this time? Hadn't you seen me perform miracles? Hadn't you seen me uh, 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 lay hands on the sick or speak to the, 
till they're sick and they be healed? Hadn't you seen me cast out devils? Hadn't you seen me uh, uh, take Peter out to the sea? And get an abundance of fish that he had never seen in his life? Don't allow distractions to hinder your faith. I'm not saying they won't come, but you have the authority to control what's happening with your faith. Amen? But lastly, number nine. Once you believe God, once you start speaking your faith, amen. Once you start meditating on the word of God and you receive revelation of the word of God and you have now you have an expectation of God's word, you can see within yourself the things that you desire from God. And once you have done the things beyond that, now you can rest on the word of God and have confidence. Yeah, God's promises are yea and amen. And I have no doubt that what I desire from him, from his word, it will come to pass. Number nine, we have to have patience with the word of God. You know, a farmer, when he's out planting seeds, that farmer don't plant that seed and then go in the evening and go home and, and, and wake up the next morning and then wonder why. Well, I planted this seed yesterday, but I don't see nothing this morning. Well, I guess ain't nothing working. I guess I have to dig it up and, and go plant it somewhere else. You know, that's the way we do our faith. We, we start out in faith today. We go to bed tonight. Then we worried about, well, is it working? We worried about, did God hear me? God always hear your prayers. You worried about uh, what's going to happen over here? What's going to happen over there? Who going to do this and who going to do that? And your patience is being dissolved by doubt, unbelief, and distractions. So you have to have patience with the word of God. So that farmer, he doesn't go out and plant that seed today and then wake up in the morning looking for end results. No, that farmer plant that seed, he go away, and he know in his heart that there's a process in which that seed have to go through in order to produce the harvest that he desires. So that farmer, he water the seed, he till the ground, he makes sure that it's fertilized. But he don't quit because he don't see anything happening. He don't quit because he don't see any end results in the next day or the, or the next week. No, that farmer, he keep doing what he have to do. He keeps speaking over that seed. He keep calling those things that be not as though they were. And that farmer, he go to bed. He get up. 
He watered the seed. So a believer, when you believe in God for something and your patience is in effect, then you go to bed, wake up, praise the Lord. Go to bed, wake up, praise the Lord. Go to bed, wake up, praise the Lord. You might be doing that for a month. You go to bed, get up, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He might be doing it for a year. You go to bed, get up, praise the Lord, and thank him. You go to bed, get up, praise the Lord, and thank him. You go to bed, get up, praise the Lord, and thank him. Two years pass by. Oh, I wonder why it ain't happened. Well, you, you, you finna shut it down now. But no, you keep going to bed, keep getting up, and praising the Lord, and keep thanking him, and it shall come to pass. <laughs> Amen? Hebrews 6.13 But when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater. Ain't nobody greater than God. I say ain't nobody greater than God. God couldn't even swear beyond himself because he is. He, he is the end result. But when God made promise. See God has made promises to us as well. And he couldn't swear by no greater. Because there is no greater than our heavenly father. He swear by himself. God did. Verse 14. Saying surely. Blessings I will bless thee. God is saying that to us today. And multiply. I will multiply thee. See, see God, he, he's not in the adding and subtraction. God is in the multiplication. So when God does something for you, he multiplies. Amen. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. See, that's the kind of God we serve. God runs it over for us. So your cup runneth over. So I ask you the question today, how big is your cup? Because the, the size of your cup is all you're going to get. So I ask you, how big is your cup? But even whatever size your cup is, God will multiply that as much as he can get in your cup. So I say you need to increase the size of your cup. Amen. And verse 15 says, so, after he had patiently endured. Well, how long is that? How long did he have to endure? Well, I, I don't know how long he had to endure. It could have been a long time. But after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. See, are you patiently enduring? And that might be why you're not receiving the promise or obtaining the promise because your patience is short-circuited. Amen. 
I say amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Patience. 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 So I thank God for his word today. I say I thank God for his word. Hallelujah. And I thank God for the measure of faith that he's given us all. And God gave us all the same measure of faith. But it's up to you as a believer to mature your faith. It's up to you as a believer to grow your faith. Hallelujah. And I've just given you nine characteristics of establishing your faith in the kingdom of God. Amen. So until next time, I pray that this message has been a blessing and that you will cause the word of God to renew your mind and mature the word of God in your soul that your spirit man may be strengthened in the power of God. So in Jesus' name, you be blessed, prosperous, healthy and whole. In Jesus' name, amen.